here for another wonderful episode of the Divergence Podcast. We got a great list of topics here for you all today. Uh, but first, make sure you go out and check Blue Beetle. It's a wonderful movie with a lot of heart. I saw it twice already. Planning to see it three, four more times, probably, actually. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's a lot of people I want to go see it with. Fair enough. Join the battalion, guys. Yeah, join the Blue Beetle Battalion. I don't know. Are you are you making plans to go see it again? No. <laughs> I don't see movies as much as you do. My God. They're going to take your mom. Oh, that's true. I do have to see it at least one more time. $5 Tuesdays. Or on Sunday, $4 movie tickets because of International Movie Day. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's perfect, then. There you go. Sunday. Who wants to come with me to the movies? This is going to be out by the time we go, but whatever. <laughs> Let us know who you took next time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, aside from that, do you have any shows or movies to recommend this time around? Uh, I don't, because we just recorded like three days ago, and I haven't watched anything new. Yeah. But I do have a song stuck in my head, All so... Right. What's the song? B has been bumping No Scrubs by TLC. No. Someone recently told me a story about them literally getting catcalled uh, by some guy in his friend's car. And I'm like, oh my god, you had scrubs happen to you IRL. So, been stuck in my head all fucking week. The TLC version or the Weezer cover? I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging up the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Trying to holler at... See, TLC to keep it original, but the entire Teal album, including that cover by Weezer goes fucking hard yeah. they did a great job yeah they did a good job i do love rivers cuomo i wonder if they're ever gonna run out of colors to call i mean obviously they're never gonna run out of colors but whatever <laughs> chartreuse album yeah once they start reaching for them <laughs> periwinkle pink album they should just do it just because uh but aside from that i have one movie to recommend here for y'all and that is the boy and the beast it's an anime movie you grab the sword that's in your soul so this is a while back if you um you know Want to keep the emotional heartstrings going after watching Blue Beetle? You watch this one. It's a good, but you know, surrogate father son relationship gets you. It really does get you. I don't even know what this is. What the boy and the beast? It's a really good movie. It's like, oh, this one. Yeah. Okay. I've always wanted to see this one. I never knew what it was called though. Yeah, it's really good. For some, I remember. I think I like rented it on Amazon, but for some reason, it never left my queue. So I like I own it forever now. I guess. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's it's, it's a nice little come up. Yeah, so I get to watch it every once in a while. It's a great movie, actually. Oh, um, okay. You know, little twists and tales of, like, you know, there's some, like, I guess, mythology about Monkey King, but not exactly just make jokes of, like, one of the monkey spirits being related to him, stuff like that. Overall, though, good movie. I, lo- I loved it a lot. It looks cool, man. Yeah, definitely check that one out. Uh, but aside from that, to move on over here, it's going to be maybe a short one today, folks. We got the meat and potatoes here for you today. We're into the meat and potatoes. Thank you so much for playing my game. Charles Martinet is retiring from voicing Mario and other various Nintendo characters. Aside from, you know, he does still does the voice of Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, he's stepping down after 27 years. A man whose voice I'm sure many generations have known. Uh, but he's not leaving Nintendo entirely. He's moving on to becoming the Mario ambassador for Nintendo. Yahoo! So he's getting, getting to spread the joy of Mario across the world as the Mario ambassador. Yeah, what does that even mean? <laughs> I I don't know exactly, but I guess I guess it's just, you know, it's a touching movie, movement from them, you know, to acknowledge that he's been voicing their iconic character for so long. They'll be like, you know what? It's like, because I think he wants to retire. Or, you know, he's like... Which is funny, because just like two years ago in an interview, he was like, yeah, I'm going to be voicing Mario for a long time coming. I'm not going anywhere. And then retirement yeah. out of the blue. Well, I mean, the dude is like 
pushing 70, man. Yeah, that's fair. So I, I don't blame him for wanting, you know, like traveling all over the world and everything like that at his age, just to record lines and conventions and all that stuff. I think it's, I think he's earned his piece. That's fair. But I mean, like, is Nintendo going to call on him? Be like, hey, ambassador, we need you. I mean, maybe. We need to make peace with Sega. They got to pick up the mushroom phone. <laughs> pick up the mushroom phone? Yeah. I like that. He's going to answer. He's like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, whoever steps into the Mario role will need a super mu- mushroom to fill those shoes. But I think we should just focus on Martinez's incredible career. Like I mentioned earlier, he did voice uh, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi. Yes, I didn't did. realize he did all of those voices. Yeah. That's including a bunch him. of side ones, right? Yeah. Little like various Nintendo characters here or there that he did. I think he also did like King Babam, maybe. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I feel like he did. Does King Babam even make noise outside of like? Rrr, rrr, rrr. Yeah, that. I mean, that's still him. That, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, it counts, I guess. Good, just cool, man. This but man yeah. was spitting. Uh, yeah, he started voicing Mario since Mario sixty four was the first time Mario ever had a voice. Wait, really? Yeah. It took all the way till the six. Well, I guess that makes sense. Nintendo, yeah, I mean, and Super Nintendo didn't really have the ability to do that. Okay, shit. So it's, it's wild. It's been a long time. I'm saying 27 years. He has. He is the voice of Mario. Yeah, he is the voice of Mario. Wow. Uh, but aside from voicing Nintendo's character, he also voiced uh, Parathurnax in uh, Skyrim. Don't fucking know who that is. One of the dragons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I read that name in the notes, and I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah, he's also like he's also fluent in languages of Spanish, Italian, and French. He might have voiced Mario in those languages, too. I'm not 100% sure on that, Jeez. but I can't imagine him not doing it if he's fluent in those languages. Uh, g- give us a Spanish Mario reading. A Spanish Mario. What do you want me to say in Spanish? Uh, it's a me Mario. <laughs> it, it's still going to be the same thing. It's a me. Doesn't <laughs> sound Spanish to me, friend. I mean, it, but soy Mario. Yeah, but it, it's it's an iconic catchphrase. They're not going to change it. I mean, what's the point of translating it then? But that's what he says ninety percent of the time. There's a whole reason he say it's a me Mario because, like in Japanese, it's a me means it's it's me. What? I've, I hold on. Let me look this up. I, I know what you're referring to. This has since been debunked from what I've seen. I don't know. But it's to me. It's supposed to. It's supposed to be like a combination of two Super Mario kanji letters that come out to super. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, but I, I've I've heard that that is not true as well. I don't know who who told you that. Was I, it me? Because if it wasn't me, it's not true. Okay, valid point. <laughs> I'll wait for it to come to you then, so I can finally get my answers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna believe that because I, I think that's pretty cool. It's pretty genius. I wouldn't put it above Nintendo to come up with something like that. Uh, but also, his last professional role in the Mario capacity was in the Mario movie, and he was like voicing the Italian dude who told Mario and Luigi to voice him in like their Super Mario video game versions. Okay, what's I, the face you're making? I, okay, I'm glad you're asking because I'm looking through his credits just to like see what he's worked on and stuff like that. Uh, I found a 45 minute long movie called Herbie Races Again with Herbie the Love Bug. Right. Uh. And it's got Inkling from from whatever that game is called. Why am I blanking on the name of it? What, Splatoon? Splatoon, yeah. It's got Inkling from Splatoon, uh, Mario, Sonic, and a green version of Sonic. Scourge. Is that Scourge? Probably is Scourge. I mean, it looks exactly like Sonic. It's just green. Yeah, it's Scourge. It's the very lazy one. But it has uh, Herbie listed as voicing himself in this one. So apparently they got an old v- like old VW <laughs> bug. Honk the horn a few times and just recorded those lines. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that was weird. Is that it? Yeah, that's all. There's only four cast members listed. One of which doesn't even have like 
their name is Cyan Gray. I don't know what this is. This is a fever dream as far as I'm concerned, but I really got to go and dig into this and figure out what it is. What is this shadow with like teal instead of red? This is cracked out. What are you looking? Let me see. Bro, it's on IMDb. Oh, I mean. It's called Herbie Races Again. It I don't came know. out in 2017. What? Herbie? Country of origin, Ireland. I'm not surprised then. That's true. We drink a lot. We we just come up with weird shit sometimes. Does oh my make- god, there's a sequel. Herbie Races Again 2 New Roads. Does that make... Uh, with Spyro the fucking dragon in it. That just came out in 2021. It's an hour and 20 minutes. What is this? I feel like this is a fan film, dude. But he he voiced in this. I don't know. Maybe they paid him. Okay, good for him. I really don't know. Oh. It could be like an after school special or something like that. He Ooh, raced yeah. Lightning McQueen. I don't know. What is the synopsis of this movie? Did- I, I don't know that there really is one. All right, for the sequel, it's... Herbie's giving an op- given an opportunity to race again by being invited to participate in Central Hero City's biggest racing event. But while confronting a new and experienced challenger, Herbie must also face against his greatest internal rival, his age. What? Join Herbie and his friends, Seagrazer, Abigail, Spyro the Dragon, and Lightning McQueen for one last event. I don't know. I feel like this is probably like a fan film. It sounds like a fan film, and then you probably just got paid for it. Uh, you know what? I, I, I have to assume that's true. And kudos to you, Charles, for taking on this role. Cause he's like, I don't care if it's a, fa- it's a bullshit fan project. If Mario's in it, I'm voicing it. Ain't no one else voicing Mario, but apparently unless you're Chris Pratt, but it is what it is. <laughs> Mushroom kingdom. Here we come. But like I was saying, his last, uh, Official role in the Mario world was in the Mario movie where he did the voice of the like traditional Italian dude who told Mario and Luigi to do like the game video game voices for their commercial. The what? I haven't seen the movie, so you haven't seen the movie, bro. No, I everyone I see movies with saw it already without me. Oh my god, Tom Peacock, dude. I okay, I'll get your account info later. I, it's free. <laughs> Still requires effort. Oh my god, make your own account. Uh, I'll consider it. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, and also his like his last line was like, "Those are my boys," you know, because he also voiced the, the he also did the voice of Mario and Luigi's dad in the film. Yeah, I remember I saw that, but these are my boys. So you know, give you all a moment to dry those tears right now. <laughs> that is true. Line. His last lines are, "Those are my boys." Like that's a nice little send off, whether it was intentional or not. Do you think he like planned it that way? Uh, I don't know actually, because like I know a lot of. People were wondering if he was doing the voice for Super Mario World Wonder, and like I guess he's not doing it. But I mean, until I hear official word from Nintendo that he is or isn't doing it, I'm gonna assume he's still doing the voice in Wonder. Yeah, I mean, whoever did the voice sounded amazing. I couldn't tell a difference. But I mean, think of how many people have been working on their Mario impressions since we were kids. You know what I mean? Someone's trying to break in. So we have an uninvited guest here. What's good, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> The Transformers will return after these messages. You want to tell us what we're drinking here today? Uh, I'm affectionately dubbing this the Super Fucking Mario. Um, and I'm very proud of this concoction because it's tasty as all hell. So, go ahead, take a sip, buddy. Take a sip. Let me know what you think of all it. Alright, alright, alright. The whipped cream looks really good, actually. Yeah, I know. I've, I've fancied this bad boy up. Uh, I made my own homemade raspberry syrup for this. Uh, oh, that is tart. Yeah. It's not an easy drink, but it's good. All right. I'll sweeten it up a little bit more the next time. I thought it didn't taste like anything before, so I added a little bit more. But It uh, smells... I'm trying to pin the smell, but I can't really recall what it is exactly. 
I think that's just the raspberry syrup. It probably just smells like a fake raspberry thing. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't can't. Know. I can't. I, I don't know. Maybe. But this syrup is so fucking good. I'm putting it on everything from now on. Huh. Like this This on pancake sounds incredible. Yeah. B's been working. He's, he's got a whole booklet now. Look at this guy. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm he's come a long down. way. I'm getting there slowly but surely, folks. But yeah. uh, all look right, out for so, uh, Diversions Drink List Volume 1 coming soon. Yes. Um, so we got two ounces of vodka. Uh, one and a half ounces of homemade raspberry syrup. I can put the how I made that too, but it's very simple. Half ounce lemon juice and a little dollop of whipped cream. Shake all that bad boy up in a shaker. Double strain it if you got a double strainer. Uh, and then pour it into a glass. Top it off with a little bit of whipped cream for presentation. And I sprinkled yeah. a little bit of um, freeze dried strawberry. I crushed it up in a mortar and pestle to make it a powder, and I just sprinkled that on top so it looked pretty, but tasty as fuck if I, if I do say so myself. Yeah, it's not bad. I, you know, it's good for a party right here. Yeah, it's very good for a party. It's very presentable, I will say that. Yes, it is. this is if you're trying to impress somebody on uh, on date three or four or something like that. This will seal the deal. Has it sealed the deal for you? I mean, I just invented it last night, so... <laughs> oh, no. Give me some time. I got some deals to seal. <laughs> I don't. I don't at all, folks. I'm a uh, dealist man. That's Cap. Oh, that is the super fucking Mario. Oh yeah, it's really good. Should have made it like a flame and mo, so it'd be like a fireball. I don't know. I'm just thinking. I consider doing a fire flower version of this too to spice it up a little bit, but I think I'm just gonna go entirely different ingredients. I realize I use lemon juice in a lot of my cocktails, and I should probably like stray away from that in case people don't really like that. But for the time being, this is what we got. Oh yeah, I'll start broadening my hair eyes and slowly <laughs> but surely. We now return to the Transformers. Yeah, before we end the Mario topic over here, I actually did want to go back and like talk about Luigi's Mansion because like I think that was the few times in the Luigi's uh, Mansion series that he got to voice somebody else as a titular character besides Mario. That's true. I mean, there's also not that many non-Mario Mario games, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, that's true. I feel like Luigi's Mansion is probably the, the first breakout. And I know he did the voices for like Wario Land or WarioWare, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, though I do want them to re- bring back the Wario Land games. Oh, those games are fun. Yeah, those are really fun. I think, we, you know what? Those are the ones that deserve a remaster. Yeah, I agree. There we go. See, a lot of stuff is coming to me afterwards because there was just so much on the spot. And I was like, crap, can't think. But I think it's still good. You know, Pokemon Stadium definitely deserves it. Maybe you didn't spend 12 hours in the movie theater watching Blue Beetle. You'd have more hey, time to come up with topics. Priorities, all right? It's, good. it's just a good movie, man. Don't, don't have me hating my... That is fair. Though today my uh, second popcorn bucket arrived, which is the bookship. It's the bug ship. Yeah, it's the bug ship. Wait, did you order it separately, or is like yeah? Because I was separately? like, I was like, I'm not gonna go to. C- There's no Cinemark with theaters anywhere around here, unless you go out into like the northwest su- suburbs. Which oh, yeah, I'm not gonna not do. Never go to the burbs, folks. So Wait, I was just you- like, I was like, it's twenty dollars just to ship it to my house. I was like, it's the same price as a movie ticket. So let me get one. So I got one. It arrived today. I opened it. I showed Tyler, and then she was like, she's like, we only got one. I'm like, yeah. So now she wants another one. And oh I was, god. And I was, and I told her, I was like, you're not gonna get one until you watch the movie. Wait, she just, she hasn't seen it yet? No, she hasn't seen it. Oh, shit. No wonder you were seeing this movie so many damn times. I love how yeah. you can't just get a whole group together. You have to see it with each person individually. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's hard to go out to the movies in big groups now. Yeah. Especially with, like, reserved seating. And, like, back in the day, you could just get, I feel like, like that makes it easier. It does make it easier. But then also, like, for, like, some movies, it's, like, some people, like, take up the most randomest seats. They take up the most random seat, and it fucking infuriates me. That's true. Just because people are afraid to be, like, an inch close to somebody. Yeah. Fucking, dude, I remember when you used to see, like, Marvel movies all the time. We'd roll through, like, ten people deep. Yeah, because we just need, like, three or four people and save seats for everybody else. And it's that simple. Yeah, that's true. 
That was before all the fancy seating. Although, to be fair, I can never see a movie if it's not like in Dolby Experience again because oh, yeah. that changes the movie entirely. 100%. i never forget when, what was it, for Endgame or Infinity War? It was one of those two where like the site crashed after everyone buy tickets and I'm like, fuck this. Oh, I yeah. took my lunch, <laughs> drove to the movie theater to buy the tickets and I got them in hand on person right there. And That's there. right because you always got your lunch from Buffalo Wild Wings so you would just yeah. drive there and back. Yeah. Uh, the perks are working together back in the day. Yeah, I did not give a fuck about that job. And it showed. It really did. Like, what the fuck are you move? Fire me? All right, fuck it. That's true. That's when you just steal a bunch of tripods on the way out. Yep. Took a bunch of shit from there. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> but anyways, back to Luigi's Mansion. I do love that game. And I don't know. I think in that game, I think those are the games that really gave Luigi personality. And I just love his take on it because like. It was very different from Mario. Like I, I could hear the voices or like Luigi's voice in that game, and I could tell he's like, "Yeah, this is from Luigi's Mansion." That's true. He does stand out very specifically in that one. It's because like, every time, every every other game or show or anything like that that Mario and Luigi have been together, Luigi's just chilling in the back, like he doesn't do anything. So I don't know. People say Luigi's a better jumper because he's so scared. You know what? Canonically, I, I would say that makes sense. That's my head canon. I choose to believe it. It's also the way they say "Mamma Mia." Mario's a little bit more higher pitch. He's like, Mamma Mia! Mamma Mia! And then Luigi's a little more lower. He's like, Mamma Mia! Mamma Mia! It's just the way I remember in the game. I, I have no response to that, but I loved it. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I'm just doing <laughs> what I... Very astute delineation between Mario's Mamma Mia and Luigi's Mamma hey, Mia. Hey, man. I study all the Mamma Mias. Uh, yeah, if only Wario and Waluigi would say mom, their Mamma Mias. But they don't care don't about their Mamma Mia's. We just need a Wah Peach and Wah Daisy now. That's true. Wait. No. We don't need that. <laughs> Why not? I, I'm taking that back. They, need, ri- need, they need rivals too. Do they? Yes. They just kind of seem like they're actually running their countries and stuff like that. Doesn't mean they can't have rivals. They're like, you boys go play with each other. Go fight and stuff like that. We got countries to run. I don't know. There's a lot of cool like fan-made comics of, of Mario and Luigi that I read on Twitter. They're really good. I don't like where this is heading at all, buddy. No, they're very wholesome. Okay, okay. So you click saying. on the wrong link and you end up some uh, some Mario Luigi fanfic. I'm just saying. No, no, that doesn't get. It's just more like how Luigi asked Daisy on the first date. Okay, that does sound cute. It's very cute. How does he? It's a. I guess in this comic, like uh, canon, like uh, Daisy is more headstrong, and I do like that they gave her back her tan skin color because I don't know when the fuck she got whitewashed. Yeah, they whitewashed the hell out of her after a certain point. Yeah, actually, pretty early on. So, in this one, she's, like, very, like, you know, blunt, outgoing and everything. So, like, she realizes that Luigi's trying to ask her out on a date. So, she, like, lets him finish. And he's, like, nervously doing it and, like, puts his hat over his face while he does it. So, it's, like, it's, it was very cute. And I was just, like, I need more content like this. So bashful, Luigi. We love you, buddy. Yeah. Back to Blue Beetle, though. And that is with DC is building their universe with Blue Beetle director telling fans that the Scarab did, in fact, come across a Green Lantern in the opening credits of the movie. Nice. I don't know if you remember that. I, I I must have missed it when we were watching because it was like at the beginning when they're just showing it, like yeah, they're showing like the, they're like showing that. the scarab flying through space and like it comes across a green light. And I was just like, is that? It? I was like, was well, that's either one a Green Lantern ring or a Green Lantern that hit it, or he comes across like a shard of kryptonite from Krypton exploding. It's one. It's like it has to be one of those things. Both would have been cool little touches. Yeah, both would have been good, but they definitely did their homework here because the Reach, which is where the scarab comes from, um, the alien race. Uh, they're the mortal enemies of the Guardians from Green Lantern Corps. I was about to say Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, yes. Nope, that's not them. Technically correct, but also not. 
So yeah, there's sworn enemies, the guardians. They like went to war like a millennia ago, and like up, I think it was funny in the comics because like Jaime was asking a uh, guy Gardner, he's like, "Oh, did they win?" He's like, "What do you think?" <laughs> he's like, "Do you see me in bug armor?" <laughs> Good point. So yeah, and then obviously other little Easter eggs are in this movie was like the Daily Planet newspaper clippings that you saw of yes. like Ted Cord saving like Palmyra City. Um, there was like a reference to one of the Daily, Daily Planet writers. Uh, some other stuff was just like I guess this is a little bit of a reach, pun intended. Hey, I see what you did there, folks. Uh, and that is like the half-eaten box of Oreos. Some people were saying online were saying like that could be a reference to Martian Manhunter, and I was like, ooh, that, I would love that. If that was, I was like, that's a clever touch right there. But uh, if there's a, if there's one character I've been like missing from live action representation, it's definitely been Martian Manhunter because I've always loved him and he's an awesome character and like he opens up a whole new world of lore to explore with like the whole Mars wars and stuff like that so I'd, I'd love to see it i know you want to take a seat pablo go ahead <laughs> jump on it <laughs> no just this one i just want to say blue beetle is the greatest movie of all time damn okay yeah you're welcome. endorsement you're welcome you I, heard, to- I heard you want to take over as the colombian beetle <laughs> i told him that you can't you gotta go see the movie first <laughs> valid <laughs> i'll hold the place for you but also, for comic news-wise, I think everyone should actually go read the Blue Beetle comic called Graduation Day. It's a complete series run already. It was a mini-series, like six issues. Phenomenal six oh, issues. super so. easy. I, I loved it. Uh, I do love to introduce new characters to like the Blue Beetle lore, which was like one was Yellow Beetle, or as she goes by, it's like Dynastis. And I found out that she is a Salvadoran teacher. And I was like, oh, shit. Wait, but she's like, a villain, right? No. No. Well, I mean... Oh, I guess I just spoiled it right there. Oh shit! <laughs> it's did you? Typical, we'll bleep that. We'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. <laughs> nah, I'll I'll leave it because like it's 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 a stupid trope where you know like two people meet and like they fight each other because she thinks that uh, and Jaime. They fuck. No, no. I tried, folks. No, it's because like she thinks that Jaime Scarab is still under reach influence, but you know then they really uh, yeah. okay because okay, hers okay. isn't hers isn't hers is like she has full control over it. And it's different. Like, hers doesn't attach to her back. It attaches to her stomach. That feels grosser. Yeah. I don't like that. I so don't like that at all. Her, hers, hers attaches to her stomach from the front, and then it's based off the Hercules beetle, so she gets, like, super strength and, like... Oh, do the different su- beetles have different... Uh, yeah, that's what I was like. That is so fucking cool. And I was like, that is so common Rider as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that really is, actually. Big bad beetle borgs. So it was really cool, and then yeah, like I said, she's a Salvadoran teacher, and like they showed El Salvador in the comics, and I was like, oh my god, I was like, we finally got one, folks. <laughs> you we- have one singular hero, and I, I good work, we, fellas. We, and I and I legit like research. I was like, is there any other Salvadoran heroes that we have? And like, nope, she is the first one. Damn. Yeah. Oh, way to kick it off with a good franchise, then. Yeah, I th- I think this is gonna be good. Uh, but yeah, the character's name. Fuck, did I write it down? I guess I forgot. I think her name was like Xiomara Inez or something like that. I'm inclined to believe you. I just know her first name was Siomata, so I was like, that is fucking awesome. The second character they introduced, which obviously was included in Young Justice, and that was Green Beetle. Yes, I vaguely recall him. Yeah, he was like a Martian from Mars who got like the Green Beetle scarab powers. But in this one, she is from Bloodhaven. She's like a goth teen from oh, Bloodhaven. Nice. And her beetle attaches from her chest area, so also from the front. Hate it. Um, I don't know what kind of beetle it's based off of, but like she gets like size manipulation. I don't know any Beatles that do that, okay? I, I mean, I, probably not, but I think it, that's more as as in reference to the Martians, who can, like, obviously manipulate their shape and whatever they are. Maybe there's a Martian but, Beetle. Yeah, maybe. We don't know. You haven't been to Mars. No. Exactly. We don't know, folks. Martian Beetles, they're <laughs> okay. 
this is clearly not a Martian Vita look it's based off the reach. Anyways, what like she she took on like the form of a very uh, Cthulhu-like monster at one point to fight uh, cool. like Jaime and Starfire. Yeah, Starfire's in this comic too. Hell yeah, love Starfire. So it was really cool. And then the other beetle they introduced, I I'm trying to remember if it was Blood Beetle or like Scarlet Beetle. It was one of the, I gotta remember. I gotta go How back many to see. Goddamn beetles are there? It was like a red one. He, he looked really cool, but he's he's more tease for the future. It was just like towards the end of the issue. I like how once they started adding all of the lantern corner colors, they're just like, well, everyone's getting a color now. Well, I mean, for Blue Beetle, it hasn't been. I mean, Black Beetle has always been part of the lore. So True. But I would definitely say like, go read this comic. It's a great comic. I hope they they add on more to it because also in the comic, like Jaime's armor can upgrade. Makes sense. As he gets stronger because like one they called uh, the... Uh, Kajida called like the armor afterwards, like in the last issue, like the Leyendo's armor, like legendary armor kind of thing, and it like Ooh. it changed like how it looks. And I'm like, God damn it, this is fucking Power Rangers, Common Rider shit right here. I was like, <laughs> give me more. Which explains the influence. Like, give the me more. Being... Like, give me more. Yeah, no, that's. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. This comic actually heavily influenced the movie a lot. So nice. And the other cool thing is obviously this is written by a Latino and drawn by a Latino artist as well, so that's really cool. I think it's one of the first few times this has happened, actually. That's outrageous to me. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Jaime was created by like white people, which, thank God, somehow that happened. But We get things right on occasion. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, after you know, colonialism and slavery and everything like that. <laughs> hey, white people are due. We're going to get something right eventually. Mm, that remains to be seen. Yeah, good point. But aside from that, uh, Ahsoka premiered. I, um, I know in the last episode we talked about we're waiting for all the episodes to premiere, but I, had, I watched the first one because Sally didn't want to wait. She just you jumped in? Just, just the first one. All right, that's fair. I can't just blame the you. first one. I just... But it was funny because like 20 minutes in, she's just like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm like, why? I'm like, there's too, too much... Many, too many questions unanswered. Yeah, and she's like, this is more like for you. And I was just like, this I'm just going to... This is more for you. Yeah, because she's just like, she's like, you watch all the shows. Like, you've watched Clone Wars. You've watched Rebels. Uh, what else was there? Bad Batch. Yeah, Bad Batch. I haven't finished Bad Batch actually. Neither have I. I haven't even started it. The first season was really good. I believe it. 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 I think the first episode was really good. It started out strong. I didn't know it was going to be like an hour long though. I assumed like all For... like all Star Wars shows were going to be like a half hour, something like that, thirty five minutes. But no, this was like an hour. Well, no, because like your brain is not working mandalorian mandalorian are like 40 minute episodes or something like that sometimes but they, then like in the following season they like cut them down to like half hour well they also said that the ahsoka first episode was going to be like a, it was going to be the first two episodes so was it two full one hour episodes or was it like yeah I, I i saw the first episode it was 56 minutes second episode oh, is at 44 minutes so i'm like these are i feel like these are gonna be long episodes um yeah, I'm okay with that, though, because, I mean, how many episodes is it? I don't know how many it's going to be. I will say it did start out pretty slow, and some of the action sequences in the first episode were, like, kind of tame. Like, it seemed a little too choreographed. Yeah, because, like, the hardest thing with Ahsoka is, like, she's known for being, like, a very fast and agile, and, I mean, she's a fucking cartoon originally. Like, of course she's going to disobey all laws of physics, but, um... Yeah, it's really hard to, like, bring that to life in real life, which is the thing I see a lot of people having problems with, with, like, the fight scenes that they've seen so far. But it's only been two episodes, so I'm not going to judge it too harshly. I feel like as it goes on, it's going to get better. <clears throat> um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. And honestly, at this point, like, 
I just kind of want to see how it ties into like the larger universe that they're trying to build out. Because I mean, they I just heard that like John Boyega is like now open to returning for the Ray movie, which I think is wild given the way they fucking did him dirty in those sequel trilogy. Redemption arc, hopefully. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so if they if they've got like a good script that like justifies bringing him back, then that means they must have something good cooking in the works, which is pretty fucking exciting if you ask me. Because I thought I thought Finn as a Jedi would have been the coolest thing in the world. You and everybody else. Yeah. Plus, I just love John Boyega. Fucking oh, what is it? Attack the Block. Yeah, that movie's so good. But aside from that, the other, I guess, another space opera news was a Rebel Moon trailer premiered. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that. I did. I didn't understand a single thing I saw, but it <laughs> looked very pretty. That's yeah. all I can say about it. I mean, yeah, I guess it looked good, but at the same time, I was just like, this kind of looks like a fan film as well. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But I mean, like, he does have a pretty specific style. It's a Snyder project. So yeah. I could definitely see the. Um, the like 300 vibe in there like i could definitely see you know we could still hear the shaker even if you're like uh, that's why i stopped talking and i just <laughs> just you gotta find a better way to do this pay no attention to the man behind the mirror or oh curtain what is it curtain definitely need to find a better way to do this well maybe one day when we're big and famous from all our podcast money we can splurge on a bar making kit or something like that Ooh, i made this too big oh well but I guess, uh, but yeah, with Snyder, obviously, he's a visionary. Like everything, everything looks pretty. It looks good. You know, it's visually stunning. I will say that. Story wise, though, yeah, that who fucking story- knows. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't even know what I watched. Yeah, but like it's- it looked cool. But I don't know that it's gonna be cool. Which is a lot of a lot of people, like, and I know like a lot of people are like, this is a Star Wars, but with sex and violence. And I'm just like, so. Is that if that's all it's gonna be? Then it's just, it's just having sex and violence. Is it, is it and swearing? Is it gonna make something better? It's like I feel like people need to get past that notion. Yeah, I mean, like <clears throat> it makes it cool if you have like a gritty and real story, but then the story still has to not suck. And I've yet to see that from Slayer so far. Honestly, I have zero faith in the story. Uh, me neither. That's why I'm just like, hey, if it's some eye candy, that's cool too. But that also kind of brings back another thing that, like, I mean, we were talking about last episode with Jonas and Lexus, like. Um, like, at what point does anyone get away from the legacy of Star Wars? Because, like, I don't know if it was him saying this is his answer to Star Wars or if it was the fans. Well, he pitched an idea to do Star Wars to Star Wars. They told him no, so then he was just like, "I'm gonna make this." So I'm gonna rebel. do my own Star Wars. Exactly, yeah, kind of like, thing like that. Like everything is such a derivative, like derivation of Star Wars at a certain. But at least it's a, it leads for me to believe it's like, why did they tell you no? And I'm thinking, like, was the story just not up to par? He's probably like, it was too edgy for them. It's like, okay, calm down, buddy. A little bit. I mean, I have I have nothing against Snyder. It's like he's fine. He's just he's not my favorite director. He's like I think he does okay work. You know, when he's I not, think what he does looks cool. Yeah, when he's not hyped up on coffee and like shaking the cam all over the place. Yeah, he does shake that cam a lot. <laughs> it's like it's like Abrams and his lens flare. Yeah, every every I mean every director just kind of got their calling card, and sometimes they just suck. Michael Bay will blow anything up. That's true. Just for shits and giggles. <laughs> Yeah, somehow those Transformers movies made a lot of money, but the story sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It looks cool, but the story sucks. I mean, the first one I liked where they were going. No, I didn't even. That was a stupid story. Sorry. Rise of the Bees. It should be the first true Transformers movie because that was fucking good. Which is funny because it's the least 
grossing movie of any because at this point everyone's just tired of it like you know they just feel the same old same old but it's just like no you got to give it a chance and i think a lot of people are coming around to it now because i i know it's available on paramount plus now so a lot of people are watching it and seeing that yeah this is a good transformers movie yeah i mean there's like a lot of slow burns and this can kind of even tie back into our like uh cult classic conversation we had a few weeks ago like i I think we're at the age that like you know people don't care about going out to the movies right away so they can just wait till it gets home so we're almost like socially manufacturing cult classics at this point a little bit but i feel like blue beetle is gonna make that jump yeah i think there's no doubt about that it has good word of mouth like and this is like the starting point for the dcu reboot right technically 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 so this is their iron man this is uh, i guess this is like the first character that we see from that new universe but it's not the first movie set within that universe which was the first set in that it's gonna be superman legacy okay wait so wait this is the first character we see so is Jaime Jaime is gonna Jaime and his family and like all those characters are gonna be carried over into the new universe all the same actors yeah Okay, cool. As you can see, they like they obviously reference other superheroes and everything else, but they never showed them. They never said who exactly was playing who. Okay. As long as they keep them around and they keep whatever creative team is working with them around, because if that is going to be their jumping off point, I think they have a very promising future. Oh, 100%. Like, they started off pretty freaking strong. Like, I will say that I think I liked Iron Man more, because when Iron Man came out, I was like, this is a flawless film. But Blue Beetle's not too far behind that. Like, it's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. So if, if anything they do gets treated with the same love and care that they did for Blue Beetle going forward, I'm very optimistic. Because, like, I'm more a DC fan than I am a Marvel fan. But I like both. So I had my heyday with Marvel movies. Now I'm burnt out. Now I get to see DC try to do this, like, in a good way. As opposed to, like, 100%. very splintered. I just love that the suit was practical. Like, it was an actual suit. Yeah. It's so they, good. It just goes... So far, practical effects just make things look good. I it just it, it, we know this. Why don't we just do this? And the budget they made that film on was like peanuts compared to the rest of these superhero movies. Yeah, but I guess to cap off with Rebel Moon here, I hear it's going to be like two, both movies, both parts going to be like four hours long or something like that. And I'm just like, what movie needs to be fucking four hours long? Fucking, I I swear to God, these movies are just becoming like pissing contests at this point between who can be longer. No, like for for me, Endgame, a three-hour movie, it pushed it, but I was like, I understand. Like, you have to cap off 10 years, whatever, in the fucking making. It's funny, because, like, we'll shit on people for making a long movie, but we'll also shit on people for splitting a movie into two parts. Yeah, but this is two movies, two four-hours. This is a whole eight-hour fucking event. That's too fucking much. They like, could have made three, two, uh, and a half hour. I, I don't know. Can't it's just, right it's just It just doesn't make sense. And then, on top of that, he's going to get, like, his Snyder Cut releases on both of these films. Okay, if you're making a movie specifically with the intent to do a Snyder Cut, why the fuck aren't you just releasing that cut? I don't know. I don't understand why they're doing this. I get it when you're it's working. It's a gimmick at this point for him. Oh, 100%. Like, I get it when it's like, oh, I made this cut, but I released it because the studio changed so much, so I'm putting out a new version. Brother, you are in charge of this. Just make it the way you want to make it and then put it out. I'm sure Netflix isn't telling you no. I'm pretty they, sure. They put some dog shit out there in the world. I'm certain they have no oversight. They're just like, hey, don't mention Nazis, maybe? And, like, that's probably the extent of their um, standards and practices. So, like... Yeah, fair enough. I don't get it. I don't... It's stupid. Please don't make a Snyder Cuts a thing going forward. You know it's going to be a thing for him. I uh, Anyone. Uh, other directors are doing it, too. And I'm just fucking tired of it. No. I don't need... it. This is, like... 
Like, we learned from Blade Runner that you just don't need to do this. There's like 17 different versions of Blade Runner. Oh, Jesus. And good luck trying to argue why your version is the favorite version. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what any of them are. I saw the director's cut. I don't know if that was a good one. I don't know if that was a bad one. But it's the only one I've seen. I don't know. And it's fine. But uh, let's lighten the mood up over here with some questions. Thank God. I was getting heated. Question time, <laughs> baby. Question times. Uh, for those who want to have your questions featured over in the podcast, send your questions over to the Diversion 64 prompt or DM us or leave a comment on our YouTube channel with the word question. Or carrier pigeon, learn Morse code. I'll take anything. Do you know Morse code? I know SOS and that's Everybody it. knows SOS. That's it. That's all I know. I used to know a few other things because I had, was raised by weird people. But uh, shout out to you, Sean Casey. I love you, buddy. But yeah, no, I lost it. Yeah, but the first question we have here is actually from Pablo. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> and he was like, how do you feel about this heat? Fucking dying, bro. Bro, I started sweating the second I walked out of my apartment today. I'm fucking done with it. I was sweating, but I had to water my plants. That, you have to water them extra in this heat. God damn, yeah. they're probably drying the fuck out. Yeah, I but, had to, uh, I did like two, two pa- like not two pailfuls, but like two canteenfuls. I don't know what the fuck. Watering cans? Yes. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I kept saying canteen. Kenny's very frazzled this episode. If you can't tell, he threw this <laughs> together last minute. I really did, and we are we are we are turning shit into straw, folks. If that's even a phrase, spinning straw into gold. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I went like the bottom rung version of that. Uh, but yeah, this heat is fucking ridiculous. But you know, at the same time, I also don't mind it. I like the heat sometimes. Yeah, uh, makes me appreciate being inside, dude. Honestly, like anytime I was I was working before this and. One, thank God, because it cut down on foot traffic, so we were kind of slow today, so I got to leave an hour early. Yay. Um, And two, everyone just kept going like, how are you doing today? And I'm like, I'm not outside, so I'm fucking great, because that looked like bullshit out there. (laughs) But his question is asking, have you ever fainted slash passed out, and why? Hell no, I'm the one handing out the fades. (laughs) I literally just had to tell um, my psychologist about this. But yes, I have passed out one time and one time only, and that's because I was like nine years old, maybe, uh, at camp, and we played Red Rover, and I thought I was slick. I was like, oh, I'm going to fake like I'm running through it, but I'm going to try to duck under it, and that's how I'm going to like get past the Red Rover line. Uh, and yeah, everyone saw that coming. They just lowered down, and I wound up getting caught in the neck. And so like they kind of stood up as I was hitting them, which caused me to just flip around them. So I did like a three-quarter flip, landed on my back, and I woke up about two minutes later. Uh, the only times I've ever passed out was just from drinking. I've never and, passed out from drinking. And that's just like, that's as it passed out, I just sleep. I yeah, see. that's not an actual pass out. You've yeah. never like passed out. No. You came close when, when you were Gold Star. We did have to drag you upstairs, but that was also just like you were done. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a I passed out. It was like a, you were you were good to go, bud. It was also like 4 a.m., I'm sure. So <laughs> that probably was. That didn't help. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, I don't think I've ever passed out or anything. Like I said, I'm the one handing out the fades. Phantom left over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the next question that we have here, and that's from our previous guest, Level Up Alexis. She's asking, what's your go-to food after a night out? I mean, it used to be TBK or Taco Bell, just because tacos make everything better. Truth, a good taco, a nice little torta after night out. That's also really good. Oh my god, yeah. Growing up, growing up in Rogers Park, I'd be at fucking El Famous Burrito at three a.m. just pounding a burrito. But you know what really hit the spot the other day after a night out? Give it to me. 
went to Super Dogs. Ooh, hell yeah. Great got a, choice. Got a whooper cheesy, and I was like, holy shit. You know what it's Mac? Excellent choice. A good burger from like a little, little shack, little place, like stuff Dude, like that. get like yourself those. a dirty, greasy If they had the Vienna beef sign, you're about to get some good heaven. Facts. Great. great. That's also like the most Chicago answer. Yeah. Outside of like, get a slice of a pie, you know? <laughs> hot, do- hot dogs, tacos, can't go wrong. But I had no. I had I had a burger. It was called like the Whooper Cheesy, and I was like, "This is so good." Burgers too. Burgers are delicious. Fries. Your cheese fries not the best. Yeah, surprisingly, the cheese tastes tastes sweet to me. Sweet cheese. Yeah, our native meat. Who am I? Oh my dude. god. <laughs> That's uh, gonna be my butts be bumping for next episode, oh folks. You gotta come dress as Quicksilver. Uh. Ooh. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to do that. Uh, next question that we have here is from Kayla, and also my friend Nava asked the same question, too. And he's she, they're both asking, which Ninja Turtle are you? Uh, I would like to think I'm Donatello. I'm stupid. So I'd be like, but like, even that's kind of a basic pick, because I'm like, everyone wants to be Mikey. He's the party guy. I'm just not enough like the other turtles <laughs> that I am the closest to Michelangelo. Not that I think, like, I'm so Mikey. I'm the life of the party. No, I'm just less like the other three. I mean, I know what turtle I am. I just... You're looking at me like... Are you going to say it? We're on a podcast. People can't see your face, dumbass. (laughs) I don't know. I I thought you were going to say it before I did. You were the one who knows it, not me. You're either going to say fucking Raphael because you're an edgelord, or you're going to say Leonardo because you think you're a leader. I definitely am Leonardo. What the fuck? Exactly. You are. You are my Leonardo. I will give you that. I'm like 100% Leonardo. Like, I, I don't know how. You, just... you are my Leonardo. You are my Qui-Gon Jinn. You, <laughs> you are my master. But yeah, yeah, definitely Leonardo because that was like the turtle who I associated with, with even as a kid. I thought was the best because he had swords. He's just the coolest, man. He's the coolest. They're all fucking cool. You literally can't go wrong. Every turtle you are is an amazing turtle. But then we have some other questions for my friend Nava over here. Okay, let's go. And his other question is, let me scroll up. Wait, really? We had two people ask about what turtle we are? Yeah. What a weirdly specific question for two people to come on on the same week. Yeah. Uh, one of his questions that Nava over here is asking is, which mythical blade or weapon would you possess? My brain's fucking rebooting right now. Because <laughs> I can't think of a single one. And I know for a fact I know a bunch. Okay, reread me the question. Which mythical blade or weapon would you possess? Would I possess? Yeah. <clears throat> you know Inuyash, uh, Inuyasha's brother, Shishomaru? Yeah. The sword he has that cannot kill a human. The one that heals everything. Yes. That's the one you have? That's the one. Really? It is is the one sword that can't kill anything. I don't want to kill nobody. I want to help people, man. That's, that sword is meant to save people. All right. I mean, you could have just used Ronin Kenshin's sword, which is like the blade reverse. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Then I still get to bitch slap people with the back end of it, too. Damn. That would be a good one. You could have done that. You could have done Enma, like one of Zoro's swords. Sandai Kaitetsu, which is that cursed sword. There, I mean, all of his swords are cursed swords. Like, And he can barely control Enma. Well, at this point. No, like Sandai Kaitetsu is literally cursed. <laughs> all, but all his the, luck is stronger. I know his luck is stronger. His luck is stronger. My luck's not that good. I mean, I know what I would possess. I would, I would like to possess. As the keyblade. Ah, good answer. Damn it. Why didn't I think of that? Dual wield. Okay. So your heart's been touched by many. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing, Keddy. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> that that's why he's able to dual wield both. Wait, who? Um, anyone who can dual wield. Uh, no, no, no. The only reason, the only two people, the only people who can dual wield is Sora and Roxas. Yeah, because their hearts have been touched by many. No, he no, has no, no, three no. people in their heart. No, no. The only reason Roxas can dual wield is because he is so, he is Sora's nobody with Ventus's memories. Yes, he's yeah. been touched by two. Because Sora has two hearts. Sora had two hearts in him. Touched by many. It's not touched by. He had two hearts. He had Ventus's heart. Literally, his heart has been touched by many. He had two hearts. That's why nobody else can dual wield. Because he's been touched by many. Because he had two hearts. Yeah, literal, how do you think he got them? He wasn't born with them. No, because Ventus's heart went to Sora's body to, for protection. Mm, sounds like he touched him to get in there. I'm just saying. No, because then then Kyrie would be able to do a wield, and then Riku would be able to do a wield, but they can't. Because they ain't got nobody in their hearts. They ain't been touched like that. It's not that they've been touched like that. Is that when Chris Ven- Hansen's like, will you sit down in this chair right oh now? C- quit touching this boy. He got too many goddamn keyblades. That's not how it works. It's when Ventus was was strike down his and his body went to Comatose, but then they tried to capture his heart so he can go to Vanitas, but it didn't. Instead, it went to Sora, who decided when he so his heart yes touched it did not touch another heart. That's not how it works, though. It's a hundred percent how it works. No, because that, if that was the case, then Riku, Kyrie, or any of the other Keyblade wielders would be able to do wield because their hearts weren't touched. Just like they touched the heart. They're um, okay. Okay, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. It's not a good disagree. It's just you're wrong. Sure, I'm still. You know, doesn't change it. It does. They just went in a whole rabbit hole about this. Like trying to think. I was like, yeah, why doesn't it? Well, else? maybe you should have been thinking of topics instead of rabbit hole. <laughs> how do you think I come up with the topics? That's true. Uh, and then another question that uh, Nava over here has. God damn, Nava, you putting in work right now. Yeah, he is. Appreciate you, brother. He's asking, is there a creator that you would defend like the Snyder Boys do? Yeah, I got one. That's Gandhi Tartatowski. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'd slash some tires if anyone said anything bad about him. I fucking loved Gandhi. A, the pride and joy of my high school. He's a Lane Tech alumni. Let's go, Gandhi. B, just one of the most like influential animators throughout like the heyday of Cartoon Network, and he's just continually putting out great fucking products. And we when we saw his panel, he was just the chillest, coolest dude who just was like, "Fuck, I don't know how I got famous, but like, here's what I love." And I'm just like, "That's what I want to be." Anyone badmouths him, I'm smacking the taste out their mouth. Yeah, definitely, Gendy. I guess another one, you know, any a lot of cartoon creators actually, I would defend you and McGregor. Yeah, I could see that. I'd fuck a motherfucker up if they said anything bad about you and McGregor. The only bad thing you could say about him... The whole Blue Beetle cast. ...is that he was too handsome. And I'd be like, you know what? You're right. I'll let that one slide, though. The whole Blue Beetle cast. George Lopez didn't have to go that hard. And he did that <laughs> for us. He did that for us. Uh, yeah. But anyways, I guess that does it for today's episode. Oh, of the I could do questions podcast. all goddamn day, but we do have to wrap up at some point. Yeah. We'll save more questions for next I have time. To Maybe clean up before Pop's guest comes in here. Goddamn, <laughs> I made a bit of a mess. Sorry, Pablo. Uh, but yeah, maybe in the future we'll have like a full-on whole question segment episode like that, bro. If you guys can pump us full of questions, that I hate the way I phrase that. If you guys can give us enough questions to last an entire episode length, please do. We'll do a special recording. We will do an entire episode of just questions. I cannot wait to do that. Please do that. Tell your friends and family. Get some questions. Yeah. But as always, we appreciate you listening to another episode of Divergent Podcast. Please follow us over at Divergent 64s on all platforms. And as always, remember to have yourselves a damn good one.
Later, losers. Bye, everybody. Thank you.